Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Test. I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down 
There's rules I'd love to break and bend Mistakes I've made again and again But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around I hit it hard, man So far, man No laying up, no holding back And a good Friday morning, St. Louis and all points northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. I'm assuming if you just pressed a button this morning on the website, you were there, live and in color, right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. The podcast can be heard here later on, as well as on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and any place else that you listen to podcasts. We're very happy to have that technicality fixed. Back in the new studios, and of course that took a little bit longer thanks to Charter than we expected, but here we are ready to rock and roll, and upon that notion, I must give you this news that I will be off next Monday through Thursday, back on a week from today, and then we won't be off for quite some time, I promise you, but this was a pre-planned situation before I knew that we were moving the office, so we will be uh, off Monday through Thursday of next week, but back on Friday. We promise you that. And that we will be here lock, solid, barrel for a long time after that without taking any time off till later on, late in the summer. Anyway, there's a lot of ground to cover today, as there always is. Our phone lines are always open for you, 636-538-0746, 538-0746. Now you wonder, well, why do you have a phone number? Why do you let people call in? Because we're not afraid of hearing the truth. We're not afraid of hearing alternative opinions. We're not afraid if you have some facts to back up what you say. We always are open to learning something we don't already know. That makes us rare in the world of talk radio. Most hosts, I was going to say hawks, so it's a combination of talk host, hawk host, are afraid to hear from you because you might know more than they do. Well, we're not afraid of that. And that's why we bring you the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence every single morning. It's the only way to do a show. Unfortunately, not many people have learned that lesson. And thus, the entire media complex in this country spews inaccurate things to people every day. It's a wonder anybody can know anything in this country anymore. And I think most people don't know if they know. They, they doubt what they hear, and with good reason, because it's hard to believe anything you hear. Most of the media is populated with liars, and they don't care. They're unabashed liars. It doesn't matter to them that they lie. When you have no integrity, no character, no sense of dignity or honesty, that's what you are. And that's the media in this country. Overwhelmingly, there are exceptions, as there always are. But that's the overwhelming part of it. We have whistleblowers coming forward exposing the Biden crime family syndicate as exactly what we always knew it was, a crime family syndicate. How are they going to spin it? We don't know. Will the media cover it? Well, they're actually covering the latest whistleblower from the IRS. We'll expose all of that for you this morning. We'll go a lot deeper, too. There is one of those supposed intelligence experts who signed that infamous letter during the 2020 campaign 
that claimed the laptop of Hunter Biden was Russian disinformation so as to confuse the public. And they won't even admit now, you'll hear one of them, still not admit that it was a bad thing to sign that. That's how pathetic these people are. Rather than just saying, I'm sorry, I was misinformed. Nope, not them. Not them. And Corrine Jean-Pierre, the little black lesbian, will tell you what the uh, Biden administration knows about the rule of law, which is nothing. Absolutely nothing. Sandy Cortez is reintroducing the Green New Deal, believe that or not. You're going to actually hear one of the Biden cabinet secretaries start crying, crying over climate change. One of the liberal congresswomen, Pramila Jayapal, will once and for all dispel the notion to all women and all minorities out there what the liberal party thinks of you. And in this specific case, minorities. Illegal aliens. They want you to come in so you get they get your vote, but wait till you hear what they really think of you. Another candidate announced for president on the Republican side last night, Larry Elder. We're going to hear from Larry, a guy that I love. That Brandon Johnson clown, the new mayor of Chicago, who's worse than Beetlejuice. That's right, I said it. Worse than Beetlejuice. Will try to explain why he thinks thug kids, thug teenagers are just perfectly fine and that we shouldn't be critical of them. Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, will respond to that. You'll hear the whiny, nasally, coward, Jake Tapper. That guy. That guy. Giddy about Fox yet again getting a settlement with Dominion, but will point out to Jake Tapper all of the lawsuits he's forgetting about. Larry Logan's going to identify Ukrainian Nazis and who covered up for them. You want to hear about that, too. A lot of things coming your way this morning. And, of course, as I said, your phone calls are always welcome, your ideas, right here on this show. Our good friends at Window World with all the storms, check your windows. Hopefully hail didn't break through them like it did mine one time, and I got Window World windows as a result. And here's what you get when you get Window World windows. They'll come out to your house for free and prove to you that they're simply the best for less. All you have to do is call, like I did, 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. You'll be getting the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs. Two sports organizations who don't get into business with just anybody. They do have an image. 314-993-1800 will get you that free in-home visit. Now, what do you get when you get Window World Windows? Well, Listeners and friends have compared the prices of Window World windows to the competition. Same windows with the same situation. In in other words, Window World offers you double-strength glass as a normal operation. Other companies have an upcharge for that. But if you take the Window World standard window and compare it to the competition, your Window World windows, no matter what number there are, because we compared the exact same number, one-third of the price of the competition. In addition, your utility bills will go down. Mine did. Because with Window World windows, my air conditioning wasn't escaping in the summer, allowing the warm air in. My warm air in the winter wasn't escaping to allow the cold Arctic air in. My furnace and air conditioner weren't running 24-7. You get the message. You save money. Lots of it. And Window World offers you 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. 
Don't forget that lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass, breakage, and labor. That double-strength glass lets them do it. 314-993-1800. That is Window World. Window World. Now, you wonder if if that settlement that I talked about with Jake Tapper mocking it and crowing about it, Fox News, the reported number is $780 million that they paid in a settlement. Did they pay a settlement for hinting at the truth about Dominion? Is that what this world has come to? Huh. Well, we'll explore that as we go along. That's for sure. But we'll explore a lot of things as we go along, too. Cardinals did not lose last night because they did not play. How do you like them apples? That is the best way to operate your baseball team when you're as bad as the Cardinals. Don't play, and you won't lose. Kind of feels odd, doesn't it, having a Stanley Cup playoff season without the Blues involved, at least involved. This is a team that just won the Stanley Cup a few years ago. How does that happen in sports? How do the Kansas City Royals go from back-to-back World Series, one World Series championship in the mid-2000s, to one of the worst teams in baseball? How does that happen? Some of these operations just amaze me. It, It truly blows me away about the Royals. While the Blues were bad, they're not Royals bad. I mean, the Royals have won four games this year out of 19. They're 1-12 at home. How can you be 1-12 at home? If it weren't for the Oakland A's, they'd be the worst team in baseball. The A's have won three games. The A's were a playoff team two years ago. Something's missing there. It appears as though Dan Bongino is leaving Fox News. He and Fox News couldn't come to an agreement on a new contract. That may be the byproduct of paying that settlement off. Perhaps it's just posturing, though. Maybe they're still negotiating, and Bongino's using that as leverage. I don't know, to try to gain some movement behind him to Fox News to keep him. We'll have to wait and see. My own feeling on that case is I wish Fox would not have settled. I wish they would have gone to court. I know their fear was they might have to pay more if they lose. That's always a consideration when you're being sued for a lot of money. Your legal fees are going to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And then if you happen to lose, look out. But I'm always a believer in you go after it if you've got a winner. But who knows if you have a winner in this political atmosphere today. You, Fox doesn't know what kind of a jury they would have gotten. The mainstream media has always painted Fox as the enemy, even though overwhelmingly more people in this country watch Fox News than the rest of the liberal media combined. I don't know what the jury pool would have been like where the lawsuit would have been tried, but I would have liked to have seen them give it a chance. Here's more evidence of how much the Liberal Party hates women, and I want people to know that. You're going to hear from Jayapal tell you how they hate the illegal aliens and the Hispanics and the minorities, 
But I want you to know all of the women voters out there need to get a clue. Women need to wake up just like the black community needs to wake up. There are plenty of women who have voted for Donald Trump and who do support conservative candidates. But there are plenty who don't. And a lot of them are so-called independents. So that's where I'm targeting this. You need to wake your ass up. I got news for you, ladies. The Republicans just passed a bill in the House that went strictly on party lines, 219 to 203. All Democrats voted against it. It's titled the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act of 2023. It makes it a Title IX violation if you allow biological males to compete in female sports. Hear, hear, bravo, it's about time. Here's what the text of the bill says. It's a violation for a recipient of federal financial assistance, that means universities, public universities, who operate, sponsor, or facilitate athletic programs or activities to permit a person whose sex is male to participate in an athletic program or activity that is designated for women or girls. Now, this also filters down to the public high schools. The measure also stipulates that sex shall be recognized based solely, and this is the key, solely on a person's reproductive biology and genetics at birth. You come into this world a boy, you don't get to play against the girls. doesn't matter what you do later. It's what you're born as. Now this, to most right-thinking people, is common sense. But Biden's regime, the anti-women regime, so that women get it through their heads, the anti-women regime issued a statement. As a national ban that does not account for competitiveness or grade level, this bill targets people for who they are and therefore is discriminatory. Politicians should not dictate a one-size-fits-all requirement that forces coaches to remove kids from their teams. It doesn't force coaches to remove the kids from their teams. Kids will never be on those teams. The men will not be on the girls' teams. It's that simple. You're not going to remove them from the team. They're never going to be there. Instead of addressing the pressing issues that families and students face today, oh, families don't face that as a pressing issue? How many girls compete in sports in this country? Millions. Tens of millions. Such as raising teachers' pay. Oh, they always want to take care of the teachers' union, don't they? Keeping guns out of schools. We can do that. Arm the schools. Addressing the mental health crisis our youth face, I would address the mental crisis that politicians face because their mental health is beyond help. And helping students learn and recover academically from unprecedented disruptions that you caused, Biden. Congressional Republicans have instead chosen to prioritize policies that discriminate against children. Do you you understand how they try to manipulate you? They want you somehow to believe that that common-sense legislation proposed by the Republicans and passed by the Republicans in the House that says if you're a boy, you don't get to compete against a girl, you coward. Go compete against the other men and the other boys. That's what the bill says. But the Biden regime turns it into Republicans discriminating against children. I don't. First of all, I don't consider college athletes to be children they're grown-ups high school kids are middle teenagers they're not little kids and i don't care if they're five years old 
We're protecting those children is what this bill does. It protects female athletes. So women need to hear that loudly and clearly. The political party that hates women is the Democrats. They detest you. They don't even want you to compete and win. They want to keep their thumb on you, and you'll never achieve anything in athletics because you won't have a chance when the wussy men claim that they're females. So that's what Biden thinks of you, just so you know. Now, this bill has no chance of becoming law. Why? Because the Senate won't pass it. The liberals there will kill it. Let's just say somebody like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema grow a conscience and a spine and recognize common sense, and they vote for it. Biden has already declared he'll veto it. Now, it takes a two-thirds majority to override the veto, so that's impossible. So it'll never become law. But I would love to see Cinema and Manchin stand up for what's right, stand up for girls' sports, and give the finger to Biden. And make Biden stand alone as the guy that vetoed that bill. I'd love to see that. Because if that is not a feast for de- for Republicans in campaigns against Democrats, nothing is. You want the women vote? You pound this home. And you don't stop talking about it. You don't stop, stop, you don't stop talking about it until the elections are all over. And then I'd talk about it some more. In the meantime, we've got another whistleblower coming forward. This time it's an IRS agent who happened to be involved in the investigation of Hunter Biden's tax dealings, widely reported to be completely illegal. Just one of the laws Hunter Biden has brazenly broken and doesn't care about. Mark Lytle is the attorney for the whistleblower. What does your client want to do? My client wants to come forward to Congress. He's ready to be questioned about what he knows and what he experienced under the proper legal protections. Would you find any evidence or allegation of a political agenda? No. To him, the truth is one truth, and he wants to come forward with it. The things he's been through are are very well documented in emails and other communications with the Department of Justice. So he has all of that. He can nail Biden to the proverbial cross. And it's amazing how they continue to resist. You know why? Because they know the media will cover it up for them. However, the media is starting to cover these stories now. They didn't cover the laptop. They ignored it. After Anthony Blinken, you'll find out later on, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, went to some of these intelligence people and said, hey, can we get a letter to support Biden and say it's all Russian disinformation? This was orchestrated from the get-go by Biden's regime and his little Nazis who walk in goose step with him. But why would this whistleblower come forward all of a sudden? What was it that triggered him to risk his career and perhaps his life by coming forward? We'll let his attorney, Mark Lytle, explain why. A career law enforcement officer who knows the right way to do an investigation, when he hears a senior a politically appointed official of the Department of Justice under sworn testimony say something, and in his mind it's directly contradictory to what he knows is going on with the investigation. And what he can prove with documents. What he can prove with documents, he wants to come forward. 
Now, what was it that he saw? He saw someone testify and lie. A high-ranking official. Who was that? It was Merrick Garland, and here's the lie. He has been advised that uh, he is not to be denied uh, anything that he needs, and uh, if that were to happen, um, it should uh, ascend through the department's ranks, and I have not heard anything uh, from that office to suggest uh, that uh, they are not able to do everything that the U.S. attorney wants to do. So Garland is telling you that his department is cooperating fully with the U.S. special prosecutor and the U.S. attorney in the Hunter Biden tax case. That's what he testified to. You just heard that. And unfortunately for him, the whistleblower says, you're a liar. And that lie is the reason he's coming forward. He's not going to take it anymore. He's not going to sit back and watch it. He's a true American hero in my book. We need more of them. We don't have nearly enough of them. And so what does Biden do other than statements and idiocy? He trots out the little black lesbian to tell a bunch of lies about Biden is always respectful of the rule of law. And she wants you to be she wants to be very clear to you because, you know, we're all stupid. I want to be very clear here. Uh, as you know, the president uh, respects the rule of law uh, and, and the, the independence of the Department of Justice. Uh, he believes that's what they should be. In this administration, we believe that it should be independent. Uh, so I'm not going to go beyond that. Does the White House support giving this IRS agent as a for the state of transparency and so that we do not politicize any of this, the president has been very clear that this is something for the Department of Justice, which is independent. How many times did she insist they were independent? She knows they're not. We know they're not. She knows we know they're not. But she still lies. From the moment Biden was inaugurated and nominated Merrick Garland as the Department of Justice Attorney General, that agency has been corrupt and not independent. Anything but independent. They have been a propagandist Nazi arm of the Biden regime. They walk in lockstep with the dictator's orders, and they interfere with any special prosecutors that are out there, and that's what they're doing now. They're interfering with the IRS investigation into Hunter Biden, according to the whistleblower, who says he has texts, emails, evidence galore. Now, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because Mike McCormick, who was a former White House stenographer, came forward a few days ago and said that Biden's a liar, that he himself has gone to the FBI with his information and to the special prosecutor with his information, only to be ignored. So since they're ignoring him, we're not, and we're going to tell his story some more, or better yet, let him tell it. I went to the FBI and filled out their witness tip line. There's a website. You fill out all these tips, uh, these web, web directions. I submitted it. If you lie to the FBI when you're submitting a tip like that, you can go to jail. I'm not lying. I'm telling the truth. Joe Biden is lying. He's a criminal. And I've got the evidence. If they put me in front of the grand jury that's right now seated in Wilmington with Special Prosecutor David Weiss, my testimony becomes the evidence that will put him in jail or will uh, lead to his impeachment. Carpe diem, Mike McCormick. Now, why don't every, or why doesn't every ordinary American scratch their head and say, wait a minute, this guy's making some bold claims. Why aren't they listening to him? 
Why isn't he being called as a witness by the special prosecutor that, of course, Merrick Garland appointed? What did I tell you about special prosecutors the day that Merrick Garland appointed the first one? They're corrupt. They're political animals. They always are. There's no such thing as an independent federal prosecutor or special prosecutor. No such thing. They're all political appointments, every last one of them. So now we have one, Ed, Mike McCormick named him by name, David Clyde, I believe he said his name was. This guy is as criminal as Biden. And why do we take this? Why isn't there outrage throughout this country about what Mike McCormick said? Let me tell you why. Because the mainstream media isn't covering it again. And for people that aren't watching Fox, they'll never hear about it. For people that aren't listening to our show, they'll never hear about it. If you listen to all the BS cowardly liberal shows, you'll never hear about it. Miranda Devine, who broke the laptop story to begin with, she understands that this whistleblower could be the breakthrough we've been waiting for. I think this might be the breakthrough story uh, because really the cover-up of Biden corruption is like Watergate, now bigger than the original story. Uh, it involves the FBI, the CIA. Uh, now you're seeing this um, quite honest, uh, upright, um, completely non-partisan career IRS criminal uh, investigator who has a lot of big scalps under his belt and uh, is just treating the Hunter Biden story like he did any other case, um, is furious. He's been stymied. He sees that there's been political interference and obstruction in the case. And uh, then I think what really <clears throat> set him off and made him go to the Inspector General of the Department of Justice and turn into a protected whistleblower was seeing a month ago Merrick Garland appear at an oversight hearing and give very misleading testimony. She's being kind. It wasn't misleading text testimony. It was a lie. You just heard it. You heard the lie that Garland told. But Karine Jean-Pierre, the little black lesbian, tells us, as you know, Biden makes it very clear that the DOJ is independent, as we know, right? As you know. No, no, we don't know. She says that every day. As you know. He's been very clear. The man hasn't been clear about his own sister. He confuses his wife with his sister. He's clear about nothing. He doesn't even know what day it is. So when you say he's been very clear, please tell us the episode you're talking about. It's so rare it would cure cancer. John Solomon helped break the news about the whistleblower. Our research assistant followed John Solomon. Why is he coming forward in this case? Attorney General Merrick Garland testified before Senator Grassley a few weeks ago and said, uh, Senator, the, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware has the authority. He can do anything. There's no political interference. The whistleblower knew that that was a false statement, and he went to uh, the Treasury Inspector General, then to the Justice Department Inspector General, and today his lawyer, Mark Lytle, sent a letter to Congress saying he's prepared to uh, give what he gave to the Inspector General to Congress. This man doesn't just have eyewitness accounts. He has emails, government memos, summary memos. 
He has all the receipts chronicling what has gone on and what his own lawyer calls political interference and preferential treatment in the Hunter Biden case. Yes, he does. And he's got all that evidence. Remember, this is a career law enforcement agent. Why does he want to come forward now, Mark Lytle, the attorney? A career law enforcement officer who knows the right way to do an investigation, when he hears a senior a politically appointed official of the Department of Justice under sworn testimony say something, and in his mind it's directly contradictory to what he knows is going on with the investigation. And what he can prove with documents. What he can prove with documents, he wants to come forward. And so he is. Now, David Price is someone you've never heard of. He's one of the 51 so-called intelligence experts who waited on the Hunter Biden laptop, calling it Russian disinformation. Had all the earmarks, he said, and he signed it. He was happy to sign it then, even though it's been proven to be a lie. He was happy to sign it. What we didn't know is that Anthony Blinken was going around behind the scenes to orchestrate these signatures. And uh, Priest was grilled by Brett Baer, of all people, yesterday about why he signed this and if he would sign it again today. You regret signing on to the letter? Oh, absolutely not, because those words are still true. Do you think it has all the classic the earmarks. Election? Oh, absolutely not. No, this Even is... No, it wasn't true. It no. had the classic earmarks, but it wasn't true. What is not true? That it was Russian disinformation. That's not what we said in the letter. Read the actual letter, and we said we do not know if this is Russian disinformation. It has right? all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Exactly. The I difference between an information campaign and a disinformation campaign and a misinformation campaign. It's not my fault if people don't look up definitions. I know. Wow. If that is not classic liberalism there, that mental illness was on display fully for you there. It's not my fault that people don't look up definitions. There's a difference between information and misinformation and disinformation. He sounds like Bill Clinton. Depends on what the definition of the word is, is. That's all you got, David Price? That somehow we misunderstood the word disinformation? When you say something has all the earmarks of a Russian information campaign, that means it's disinformation. We get that. All of your double talk isn't going to fool us. He's absolutely, oh, what was wrong, he says. What was wrong? You were wrong. That's what was wrong. You lied. You knew you were lying when you lied. You already knew that all of this was true, and yet you lied. And as one of these people testified before Jim Jordan's committee, when he was asked why he lied, why he would sign this letter, his answer was, I wanted Biden to win the election. For once, they're honest. It's one of the most honest, dishonest people you'll ever hear. And Biden, of course, turned around and used that letter, if you recall. Remember the debates with Donald Trump? Biden used that letter as evidence that the Hunter laptop was not a story. And dutifully, the liberal media refused to cover it. If they said anything at all about it, they said it was Russian disinformation, as evidenced by this letter signed by 50-some-odd so-called intelligence chiefs. And Biden used it in the debate. Look, there are 50 former national intelligence folks 
who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plan. You mean the laptop is now another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly what. Is this where you're exactly going? what this is going. where he's going. The laptop yeah, right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Russia. <laughs> Trump was right. Nothing wrong about that. He sure was. But the way the, the uh, vice, then Vice President Biden did it was he made it seem like it was organic. And yeah. understand, it, it, was, it was choreographed all the way. And understand this, too. It wasn't just their names on that letter, on that statement. It was their names and their title. Former head of ODNI, mm-hmm. former CIA director. And that, that letter became the basis for keeping this information from the American people. And the other thing that was important we learned in that deposition with Mr. Morrell is they were even, Mr. Morrell was even trying to direct who, the Biden campaign told him who to get this to in the media. How do you like that? They even told him who to get it to in the media. Thank you, Anthony Blinken, you corrupt son of a bitch. We knew that all along, too. We've said it so many times. Sometimes it gets old. And he's right. They put their title there, head of the CIA. Well, that gives this thing some authority carry some weight, and yet all 50 of them were lying. And they knew they were lying. But lying's nothing new to the Biden regime, the Biden family, the liberals. Hunter Biden, for instance, lied straightforwardly on national television just a couple of years ago when he was asked by a reporter if he had given his father any money from his business dealings, we already have the evidence that he, in fact, was paying Joe's bills, but he denied it all. Have you ever given your father money from any of your no. business ventures? No. Nothing? Nothing. Ever. Not a nickel? Not a nickel. Directly or indirectly? Directly or indirectly. Not a nickel ever. 100%. No. Never. And you're a 100% liar. Did you hear all those denials? When someone continually denies like that, using different words, ever, 100%, never, no, he's lying. You can count on it. You can take it to the bank. If you ask your child who you know to be telling you a lie about what happened at school today, you'll hear that child be saying, no, no, not a chance, never, no, uh-uh, 100%, no, because they're not telling you the truth. If you accuse your husband or your wife of cheating, they start going into this long denial. Rather than just say, are you kidding me? I wouldn't do anything like that. That should be all the guy or gal should say. But instead, there's, no, no, I, I would, why? Why do you ask? Well, no, never, 100%, no, never, ever, 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 never. Liar. And we already know he's a liar. The evidence was there. If you've ever wondered, and probably by this time I hope you don't, all of the evidence to the contrary, Joe Biden is so deeply embedded with China that it's so detrimental to the health of this country, I don't even know where we begin. He has sat back, allowed China to run roughshod over us in every way possible to strengthen the Chinese economy while weakening ours, to deplete our strategic oil reserves by selling to China, to widen the trade gap again with China to the same levels it was before Donald Trump lowered it. Everything he does is capitulating to China. And now he dispatches Janet Yellen to some commencement thing or some speech at Johns Hopkins University 
to send a clear message to the Chinese that I am ready to bow down to you. I will capitulate. I will kiss your ass because right now the Chinese won't even come to the phone to talk to him. So the Chinese are the ones playing hardball. It's like a girl and a guy dating, jockeying for position here. Who's got the upper hand? The Chinese won't even return my call. I better beg them. And the Chinese, knowing that, take more advantage of this jackass. So Janet Yellen, do you love us some China? We seek a constructive and fair economic relationship with China. We do not seek to decouple our economy from China's. We seek a healthy economic relationship with China, one that fosters growth and innovation in both countries. A growing China that plays by international rules is good for the United States and the world. She didn't really say that, did she, that last part? A growing China, if they play by international rules, is good for the United States and for the world. Can you imagine this? Can you imagine those comments coming from someone in authority in this government? First of all, if they play by international rules, China hasn't played by any rules other than their own forever. What do you mean, if they play by international rules? If Charles Manson stops murdering people, we'll let him out of jail. She's insane. And I don't care how much she gets paid to carry out those lies and tell them. It tells you what a lack of integrity she has. She knows she's lying, and she continually lies. My God, the love affair with China was just put out in spades for you. These people love China, and why wouldn't they? They're getting so many millions of dollars free from the Chinese government for this propaganda and this open-door policy to China taking advantage of us and destroying us and spying on us and building installations next to our military installations, buying up all the land. We're allowing it. Christy Noem's not, not in South Dakota. This administration-slash-regime has a love affair with the Chinese, and it's going to be our death knell. The Chinese don't have to attack us militarily. Why would they? They'd risk in the international community, not that they care, but they'd risk the rest of the world saying, you didn't have to start a war with the United States, and they don't have to. They can dominate us economically thanks to Biden and thanks to Democrats every step of the way. That was worse than Neville Chamberlain capitulating to Hitler. Appeasement never works. We are now an appeasement government when it comes to China. In fact, we're worse than that. We're a capitulating government. Whatever China wants, they can have. All she did was send hosannas to China. Here's another bouquet of roses, President Xi. We're cowards here. In case you didn't know, we wanted you to know it. And so we're going to explain it to you, that we know that as long as you follow the rules, by golly, we can do business together because they always follow the rules. Senator Tom Cotton, how asinine were those comments? 
Well, it's like they turned back the clock 10 years when Barack Obama was in office and we we're celebrating China as our partner. But, you know, that's what, who Joe Biden is and that's who he's always been. You know, in the 2020 campaign, he was saying that China is not a competitor to us. We should seek to decouple our economies in strategic ways from China's economy because it gives them leverage over us. We should be standing up to their confrontations uh, with our friends in places like Taiwan or their threats to other neighbors. We should make it clear that we will not allow them to set the rules for global travel or trade, that we're finally, that we have finally turned the page on 30 years of failed policy in Washington, and we intend not to back down again. But you've heard that clip from Secretary Yellen, pathetic. Pathetic is one way to describe it. I would call it treasonous. China is clearly our number one adversary, and all she did was try to send signals that we're, we're willing to cave into you. Whatever you want from us, we'll do. That's treason. And she's guilty of it. And we thank Senator Cotton for that. He's right. Now, you might think, after all the examples we've given you here this morning, of the insanity, the dishonesty, the treasonous behavior of Democrats, that there's nothing else they could do that would be insane. But Larry Kudlow, what insanity are they up to now when it comes to mortgages? And I don't know how many people heard about this, but if you have a good FICA score and you go out and you get yourself a home at a good interest rate, Biden's regime now wants to make you pay more so that you can subsidize the people with a bad credit score. You don't think I'm telling the truth? Larry Kudlow, the floor is yours. Yesterday we uncovered they're going to actually penalize middle-class people who have better FICA credit scores and put more down payments down in their home. They're going to make them pay higher mortgages with more fees to damage the American dream. You mentioned it, owning a home. They're going to punish them, but those that don't have credit scores and don't have down payments are going to get subsidies and cheap money so we can bankrupt Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and maybe have another $200 billion government bailout. All this stuff, it's just like government replaces family. Government replaces religion. Government replaces the economy or free enterprise. And I think it's going to take some adults and some calm voices to give an alternative vision. We can, and go back to Reagan, it looked hopeless in the 70s, and it can be fixed with strong people So we can get back to the family values and the religious values and the free enterprise capitalist economic values so we can have prosperity. He's right. Government wants to replace all of those things in the American life because then they have you under their thumb. But I would go a little further. The government doesn't just want to replace the things that he talked about, family and the like. Government wants to replace sanity. They want you to think insanely like they do. This is the most corrupt government we've ever seen in this country's history. Steve is up. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Kevin, good morning, brother. How you doing? I am doing well. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to adjust some things so I can do a little bit more calling in for you because uh, I love the show so much. And I've said before, we've, we've lost Rush. We can't lose you, buddy. Well, thank you. That's, uh, that, that's, that, you just made my day, Steve. Thank you. Well, it's, I mean what I say, because uh, there's not many voices out there that you can listen to that's going to turn the tide. 
Kevin, I tell you what, Cole, this morning, you're talking about something here briefly that is so important, and that's the word treason. And I know I've mentioned this on your show before, but I like a lot of the stuff that Cotton and uh, Kennedy from Louisiana and Cruz and Pauly and some of the other guys say. But what they don't say, Kevin, is these people are committing treason against the Constitution in the United States of America. And if those words were used more often by other politicians, it would start to paint some targets on these people that they're going to be a little bit more afraid of rather than just somebody coming out and saying, well, this ain't right or, you know, it's stupid or whatever the case is. Treason is a strong word, Kevin. It's very strong and it can be used absolutely very positive for for the Republican Party or actually any patriot. And I and it might even have some meaning to people in our military. I think the generals are lost. They're just gone. They're political hacks, and that's all they're ever going to be. But there are people in our rank and file and other uh, officers within our military that have sacrificed and done so much for this country that when they start hearing the word treason being used more often, it just might make a big difference. What do you think about that? I think that's a great way to put it because you have to call something what it is. You can't dance around it. You can't sugarcoat it. It gets you nowhere. You call it what it is, and that might, as you say, put a little fear into these people when they're being branded as a traitor to this country. And I I think while the the people that you mentioned all say the right things, their inaction is stunning, a lot of it is because they're not in the majority and we're waiting to see what they do when they get the majority. But in the meantime, we need to brand these people. It's all about branding. Anheuser-Busch learned that the hard way. It's all about branding. People need to understand that these are traitors to the country. They're traitors to the Constitution, as you correctly identified. They're traitors to everything we believe in. They are clearly, clearly moving to make this country 100% dependent on government, as a socialist outpost would be, and they want to let the Chinese rule us. That is treason, identified, defined, and exposed. Well, that's exactly right, Kevin. And, you know, it's it's one thing to say you committed treason because you're selling military secrets or whatever to a foreign enemy, which, by the way, they're probably doing. We just haven't seen any structured evidence of it. But they're doing the same thing. They're giving everything to the enemy in order to downgrade or destroy our country as it is. And you can't come up with a better word other than treason to be used for these people. When you Until said, they start... I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, Steve. When you said uh, they're probably selling military secrets to the enemy. We just don't know about it. Actually, Biden gave us evidence that they are doing it when he left all of that military equipment and all of that intel behind in Afghanistan. He handed the enemy all of that military intelligence. That is treason. So right from the get-go, Biden is a traitor. He committed treason with the Afghanistan withdrawal and the, the leaving behind all of that intel equipment. It's incredible how no one points this out. I'm glad you did this morning as well. Yeah, it's it's really important to start using that word. But, Kevin, you know, the whole problem is none of these guys in Washington, and Republicans included, want to ruin the party. They don't want to ruin the big party that's going on up there. Like, we can all get rich 
and have power and not actually ever be accountable to the people. So until the people actually start making them accountable by doing these things, I don't think it's ever going to change. Well, I completely agree with you. If, until they're made accountable, and by making them accountable, that means some people start going to jail. Once they start going to jail, it will scare the rest of them. But now they're not scared. They know that they have media cover. They know that they have legal cover because the legal system is corrupt as well. But once we find a judge, and there are some out there, that will send these bastards away, once we find an attorney general with a spine that anyone can recognize, and there aren't many of them, but they're out there, Cash Patel, for instance, then we'll see some people go to jail. We'll see them prosecuted for the crimes they've committed. And then and only then, Steve, will this country ever take a step toward becoming sane again and becoming the United States again. Nothing will happen except detrimental to our health until that happens. Jail for some of these people will turn the tide. You're exactly right. There has to be a big price paid for what's going on in order to change this country. And until that price is paid, nothing's going to change. I totally agree. Anyway, I'm at the gym, Kevin. Carpe diem. Have a great day, buddy. Carpe diem to you, Steve. Proud of anybody that's going to the gym. Nice work. Great to hear from Steve again. He's always got common sense ideas and things to say, and it is treason. All of those things are treasonous acts. If you sat back 10 years ago and you saw a sitting president give all of our military intel to the enemy, you would want him impeached and you would want it confirmed in the Senate and you would want him jailed. Nobody even mentions it. That was treasonous. What they're doing with China, what the, the words of Janet Yellen that we played for you this morning with, with regard to China and sending the direct message to them that we will give you anything you want is treason. We are run by a bunch of traitors. That entire 50-person signatory letter exposed 50 more traitors, all of whom work in the intelligence agency, all of whom lied, all of whom knew they were lying when they lied. And what's happened to them? Nothing. What's going to happen to them? Nothing. I think Cash Patel is a good idea for Attorney General. Our research assistant mentioned that. And I wish that Trump would be elected for several reasons, but that reason alone. I do believe he learned his lesson. I do believe he's close with Cash Patel. And I do believe Cash Patel would be the Attorney General if Trump were elected. But in order to save this country and put it back on the right track, we need a sweep. We need the Senate back and we need the White House back. Because then and only then, and I'm not, I'm really mostly not in favor of single party rule in Washington. But if, if that were the case, if it were Trump and the people that we know want the best for our country, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. When there's divided government, they usually can't screw us because they never get anything done. But you're seeing what happened in the first two years of allowing the Democrats to take power. That should never happen again in the mind of any voter. That should be a lasting imprint on every person who can vote. This is what happened when Democrats took power. Don't ever forget it. And Republicans need to hammer that message home. They don't do a good job of hammering. Get out the big hammer, the sledgehammer. Hammer it home. And while everything else is going on, you've got Sandy Cortez announcing that she'll reintroduce the Green New Deal as if overwhelming defeat the first time wasn't good enough for her other than getting 
nauseating Democrats to talk about climate change, ad nauseum, she says, we're going to beat you whether you laugh at us or not. Just a few years ago when we introduced the Green New Deal, we were told again and again, this is not realistic. This is this is unreasonable that this is just a pie in the sky notion. Right. But we said, watch us work. That's OK. Watch us work. And as they say, as the adage goes, first they laugh at you, then they fight you and then we win. Actually, to be honest with you, I've never heard that adage. Has anybody else heard it? I haven't. Maybe it is. Maybe it is an old adage that I've missed. First they laugh at you, then they fight you, then we win. Huh? Win? You're not going to win anything. Your plan was to, if you recall, was to tear down every building in America and rebuild it with green. That's not happened. None of their ideas have happened. Oh, Biden's trying to push electric cars and that nonsense. That's not going to happen. You can try it all you want. Yes, we're fighting you, and yes, we're laughing at you. But I, I do believe we're still laughing. While we fight, you were laughing. Normally, when you're in a fight, you don't laugh. But this one is a fight we engage in, and we laugh while we're doing it. Because it is kind of funny. It's kind of like watching Steve Douchebag on Fox and Friends in the morning play pickleball. He thinks he's good at it. He has no athletic talents whatsoever. It's kind of funny. I laugh. I fight the urge to to watch because we all like watching a car wreck, I guess. But watching her speak is a car wreck. Kaylee McEnany, what do you think of those ideas that Cortez espouses? How does it make sense? You know, Joe Biden said, I oppose the Green New Deal. He said it over and over again. Well, he's essentially back-roading, back-dooring the Green New Deal through these new EV standards which we know 75% of lithium is in China. So let's get China rich. Let's cut our CO2 emissions, hemorrhage jobs, and all of our emission cuts be wiped away by a day or two in China and what they emit. Isn't that amazing? She's 100% right. 100% right. But it doesn't take a genius. I mean, I know Kaylee McEnany is a very smart lady. You don't even have to be smart to know that the Green New Deal will never happen. It makes no sense. And anyone with a functioning brain understands that. And yet they keep trotting her out there, Cortez, to spew her nonsense. I noticed this time some of the overwhelmingly liberal political hacks that were with her the last time she announced it weren't there. She was essentially on her own with a couple of hacks holding green signs. As we watch the campaign unfold, we mentioned that Larry Elder is announcing he's running on the Republican side. Donald Trump continues to rack up one endorsement after another. Now, how in the world, while he's being pursued, of course, bogusly by Alvin Bragg and the liberal criminals, how does he keep getting all of these big-time endorsements? Eight of the 20 congresspeople in Florida that have weighed in on endorsing Trump or DeSantis have endorsed Trump instead of their sitting governor. Only one out of the 20 has endorsed Ron DeSantis. Kellyanne Conway has some ideas as to how that goes. 
Donald Trump works the phones. Nobody's going to outwork him. Nobody's going to have more energy. And he's been racking up endorsements and making calls to different people because he wants to show them that I've done the job before. I want to do the job again. Also, I think that Ron DeSantis has just frittered away so much the last five and a half months talking about woke this and Disney that, not putting out an economic plan, not having serious policy people fly to Tallahassee. And mass, uh, an economic group, an education group, a Ukraine group, a crime group, a border group, just to go and listen to what some of the experts in your own party, in your own center-right movement have to say. She's so right. Nobody works harder than Trump. Nobody works the phones harder. That's why he will get the nomination. And Larry Elder knows that. He knows that. And he knows that he's running for different reasons, to be honest with you. You'll hear about them here momentarily. I promised you that one of the Biden cabinet members, now this is an actual sitting cabinet member, the Department of the Interior Secretary, Deb Holland, was testifying at one of the hearings in Congress on climate change. And it's such a big deal to her that she was actually moved to start crying. Imagine crying on climate change. You know what it reminds me of? A few years back when the Rams were getting ready to leave and go to Los Angeles, the NFL held a town hall meeting here to hear from Rams football fans. And Randy Carricker, who was, I believe, then a, on the doing sports at KMOX, I don't know where he is now, hopefully unemployed, stood up and cried. Cried over a football team moving to another city. Now, many things in life will move us to tears, some happy, some sad. But a football team leaving your city, that motivates an adult, an adult to cry? (laughs) Well, now we have an interior secretary crying about climate change. And I don't mean whining and bitching and moaning. I mean literally crying. Here's the evidence. I really do have to say that um, all of this is because climate change is the crisis of our lifetime. We have an obligation to future generations to make sure that we have a planet for them to live on. And that's why I'm here. And that's why I'm working incredibly hard to make sure that we can realize that transition, that we can have differing energy sources. We can't uh, continue to um, be a one-industry uh, country. Actually, we can. It's worked overwhelmingly well for 200-plus years. So, yes, we can. What we can't do is do what you suggest, because that will lead to destruction of this country as we know it. They never tell you the truth about electric vehicles and about charging and where the power comes from. They never tell you the truth about that. But she just said, and Biden has said it before, that climate change is the crisis of our lifetime. Does anyone with a functioning brain other than green tree huggers believe anything like that? Anybody? We have the Chinese breathing down our neck ready to take this country over, and they're going to if we're not careful. That's a reality. We have a guy in the White House who doesn't know what day it is, much less what to do. We have streets being overrun by criminals, heinous, violent criminals, thugs, everywhere. We have teenage kids rioting, thugging it up in downtown Chicago. 
We have fentanyl crossing the border in record numbers, murdering our young people. We have illegal aliens taking full charge of our border. We have the Chinese spying on us with spy balloons. We allowed the Chinese and our own Department of Health, uh, the head of our Department of Health, to unleash a virus on us and then sit back and lie about what it will do, what it can do, and what it is doing, and lie about the remedies to it. So all of those things, which in my opinion would qualify as crisis of a lifetime, any one of them, she says climate change is the crisis of our lifetime. I've got news for Deb Holland, the Interior Secretary. You won't have a lifetime if you don't address the other issues. Never mind that you're hugging your tree and thinking that tree is the crisis of your lifetime if some lumberjack comes to cut it down. The other issues are actual crises, and they do rank as crises of a lifetime. We also have whistleblowers coming forward to unveil and expose the corruption in our government. That's the crisis of a lifetime all by itself. The sitting president and his criminal family taking tens of millions, probably hundreds of millions of dollars from adversarial governments. That's the crisis of a lifetime for a government that's supposed to function in a democracy. You have rogue prosecutors making up crimes out of the thin blue sky to try to keep another presidential candidate from running because they're afraid he'll beat them again. That's the crisis of a lifetime in a country that espouses fair and free elections. But no, this dumbass illiterate says climate change is the crisis of our lifetime, echoing the comments of the dementia-riddled president. It's spooky. We told you earlier how the liberals hate women with the House bill that was just passed 100% by Republicans, not one Democrat voted to disallow males from participating in female sports. Now comes Pramila Jayapal, a congresswoman, liberal, and she wants you to know that, look, we've got to have these illegal aliens because who the hell is going to clean our house? Who's going to pick our cotton? This country needs immigrants to survive. Immigrants pick the food we eat, rebuild our communities after climate disasters, help construct our infrastructure, power our small business economy, clean our homes, and look after the most precious in our families, our children and our elders. (laughs) So minorities and immigrants are good for one thing. Babysitting, cleaning our homes, picking our crops, and letting us eat. And by the way, if my building gets hit by a tornado, fix it for me. That's all they're good for. See, every once in a while, these liberals slip up and tell you what they really believe. 99% of the time, they lie, and they confuse you, and they manipulate you. But every now and then comes the truth. The truth spoken by all 203 House Democrats in saying that they want men to destroy women's sports. They want men to dis... What's the word I'm looking for? They want they want men to tell women, don't bother playing in female sports because we're coming in to beat you. 
They think that's okay. So that was a mistake. They told the truth about how they feel about women. Now the question is, will women wake up and listen? And now along comes Pramila Jayapal. Now if I were Don Lamont, I'd say whatever nationality, whatever ethnicity she is, knowing full well that she's Indian, who now tells us that these illegal immigrants are desperately needed to pick our crops, to clean our homes, to babysit our kids, and to fix our buildings, by golly. Because that's all they're good for. I wonder if the mayor of Miami, Mr. Suarez, who is extremely successful in curbing crime and building an economic stronghold out of Miami that was destitute just a few years ago, I wonder if he would think that. He's an immigrant. He came He came legally. He aspired for more than cleaning Jayapal's house and became mayor of Miami. I wonder if many of the congressmen and women along the border who are Hispanic had as their aspirations to come to America to clean Jayapal's house and pick her cotton and pick her crops and pick her tomatoes and then fix her buildings, all the while babysitting her children. I wonder if that's what they think. Well, that's what the liberals think of you. So if you're an immigrant, illegal or otherwise, if you're from a minority like black, Hispanic, Asian, Indian, you're here for one thing, to be seen working and not to be heard. And by working, we mean cleaning our house. By the way, that toilet over there, you didn't quite get that clean enough for me, Suarez. Get on it. Get that lawn mowed out there. Trim that tree. Trim my shrubs. Pick my cotton. Pick my tomatoes. Fix my building. That's what Jayapal and the liberals think immigrants are supposed to be doing. And we desperately need them, she says. So let them cross the border illegally. Because she doesn't care about the murderous ones that are coming over. She has security, armed security, I might add, with guns. Well, Larry Elder announced last night on Tucker Carlson's show that he's running for president. Remember when Larry Elder ran against Gavin Newsom in the recall bid in California, what the Los Angeles media referred to him as? Now, remember, Larry Elder is black. Remind us, Larry, what did they call you? The, the actual quote was, Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. Talk. And the subheadline was, you've been warned. By the way, one other L.A. Times columnist <laughs> referred to my views as white supremacists. Why? Because I'm pro-life, because I don't buy the notion that America is systemically racist, because I want secure borders, because I want us to be energy uh, in- independent instead of energy dependent, uh, because yes. I know that our urban schools are a disaster. Uh, so for all those reasons, I was called the black face of white supremacy and a white supremacist in terms of my views. <laughs> it's hard to believe it, except that we know it's true. And we not only hear it, we see it. And congratulations to Larry Elder for running. And other than the obvious, which he just mentioned, the border and those types of things, why are you running? There are a couple of things that I think our side does not spend enough time talking about. And that is the lie, the absolute disgraceful lie that the Democrats put on everything, which is that America is systemically racist. It isn't just a lie. It's having real consequences. The police are pulling back. It's called the Ferguson effect or the George Floyd effect. And the people who are who are harmed by that are the very black and brown people that people on the left 
claim they care about. There's been a study that shows hundreds, if not thousands of people are now dead because the police are not engaging in proactive police and because they've been demoralized by people calling them racist. The second thing, the 10,000 pound elephant in the room regarding all of this stuff we see uh, in Chicago and some of these other cities with these mass mobs is the lack of fathers in the home. Right now, today in America, 40% of all kids enter the world without a father in the home married to the mother, 70% in the black community, 50% of Hispanics, 25% of whites. Now, that's the same percentage as was the case of blacks back in 1965. The question we should be asking ourselves is, how do we go from having 25% of black kids entering the world in 1965 without a father in the home married to the mother to 70% today? And the answer is the welfare state. We've incentivized women to marry the government. We've incentivized men to abandon their financial and more responsibility. And if I do nothing else in this race but focus people on those two issues, I would have, I would have performed a service to my country. Carpe diem to Larry Elder. Well said. Now, there's a look at the Republicans' bench, would you? The depth. I'd vote for Larry Elder in a heartbeat. I'd vote for Donald Trump in a heartbeat. I'd vote for Ron DeSantis in a heartbeat. If they were, were running only one of them and bring the other one along as the vice president. Now, there's an idea. If Ron DeSantis doesn't want to meet Trump and become his running mate, then how about Larry Elder? If I'm Trump, I'm giving serious consideration to that. Larry Elder knows he won't get the nomination, but he wants to call attention to these areas that a lot of the Republicans are ignoring, which I think is good stuff. Real good stuff. Thank you, Larry Elder. We're glad you're running. They've heard a lot of talk about this debt ceiling and whether it should be raised or not. And Kevin McCarthy has been waiting on Biden to negotiate. Remember, Biden said, just to tell me when and where and we'll talk. And now Biden says there's no need to do, no need to negotiate. It's Biden's way or the highway. And he dispatched the little black lesbian, Karine Jean-Pierre, to let us all know that. That Joe Biden has spoken, much as the Wizard of Oz, and he's spoken like the coward that the wizard was. No need to negotiate. I'm a dictator. I've been very clear when it comes to... Uh, uh the debt, the debt ceiling, sorry, there's something flying around. Um, that should be done without conditions. Uh, that should be done just like Speaker McCarthy himself and other Republicans when they got together with Democrats the last uh, the three times in the last administration. They should deal with this. Uh, this is their constitutional duty to make that happen. As it relates, uh, as it relates to the budget, we saw uh, what uh, Speaker McCarthy and MAGA wing of the Republican Party put forth, which was we believe is, is cruel. We we believe which will be uh, really harm. Uh, American families who are uh, struggling every day to make uh, ends meet. That's what what they put forward, their plan, their blueprint. That's what it tells us. If you look at the 22% cuts in veterans in veteran services, if you look at how they want to cut Meals on Wheels, they want to cut uh, uh, law enforcement uh, funding, that's what it shows. So we're going to take a look at it. We're going to look at the impacts uh, of, uh, of the plan, the blueprint that they put forth. Uh, and uh, we appreciate uh, that the, the speaker put that to put that together. And look, the president has been very clear. Uh, you know, show me your budget and I'll show you what you value. We have seen what the Republicans uh, in Congress, in the House specifically, along with the Speaker, Speaker McCarthy, value. And this is what they put forward yesterday, something that we believe will harm American families. Speaker Mark McCarthy, she thanks him for it, she said, after she ripped him prim- uh, primarily right before that. But she keeps saying that the president's been very clear 
uh, that this should be done without conditions. No, he wasn't, actually. He said that he would be willing to talk about it. So that's a lie. The MAGA wing is a lie. Everything she said about what the Republicans want in a budget was a lie. But that's what they do. They lie. Remember, they, the Republicans want to take away your Social Security, your Medicare. Of course, that's all a lie. But Biden's office now wants to let you know, I'm a dictator. I will not negotiate with you on anything like this. And the budget the Republicans put forward is a responsible one. There's plenty that can be taken out, in my opinion, but it's still much more responsible than what the liberals want, which is everything to spend your money on that is worthless. She's unbelievable, that woman. Pathological. The new mayor of Chicago who I have already declared to be worse than Beetlejuice, thought that was impossible. It's not. It's actually happened. In defending the teenage thugs that overran Chicago last weekend and that we'll see more of this weekend, I can guarantee you, putting people's lives in fear, or putting people in fear of their lives, losing property, burning cars, robbing people, Brandon Johnson, the Chicago mayor, compares that to kids playing ball in the house. Demonizing children is wrong. We have to keep them safe as well. Have you ever taught middle school? I have. Have you ever raised young people? Do you understand the risk that young people take just because they're young? Do you know that home plate is at the bottom of my stairs? I found that out when my son was sliding down those stairs trying to score. They're young. Sometimes they make silly decisions. They do. And so we have to make sure that we are investing to make sure that young people know that they are supported. (laughs) Make sure they're supported. You support these thugs? Of course you do. You're comparing playing ball in the house and unsafely sliding down your steps to robbing people, ransacking businesses, burning cars. Those are comparable bad decisions by children? Really? And I'm pretty sure your child who puts home plate at the bottom of the staircase and slides down isn't of teenage years. That's who rioted in your city last weekend, and will do it again this weekend. And we'll do it every weekend until they're stopped. And you're not going to stop them. You just said, don't blame them. Eh, You know, kids are kids. They do silly things. They do silly things. But I would say that 90% of kids don't riot, don't rob, don't thug it up, don't run into stores and rob them. I would guess that at least 90% of people's kids don't do that. And so that means the 10% that do are thug criminals. But Brandon Johnson wants to protect them. Of course he does. He's a liberal. Liberal is a mental disease. And if you don't believe that, you have it. Glenn Youngkin, the governor of Virginia, is that excuse worth listening to? That kids will be kids? No, it's not acceptable. And... The reality, of course, is that the left liberal progressive policies that have all of a sudden decided that 
permitting violent crime and being soft on criminals is is a policy that everyone's going to embrace. What we know is it doesn't work. And what we see is is chaos. Total chaos and mayhem, although Beetlejuice said she can't use the word mayhem. It's just too mean. It's such a meany spaghetti word. <laughs> Jake Tapper, the nasal twangy CNN host, who just can't hide his joy at the Fox News settlement with Dominion voting machines, was talking about it again and calls Fox fake news, but he conveniently leaves out some things which I'll fill in. $787,500,000. I can only assume that Fox is cutting this check because they feared that after a jury trial, not only would they have to pay more, but it would become even more obvious that they are not a journalistic organization, that they're an organization that is just chasing ratings and viewers, and it doesn't really matter what they say, whether it's true or not, that's what their business model is. That's what their business model is? Would No matter what they say? What about your business model, Tapper? Did you conveniently leave some things out? You know, like when you called the Live Golf uh, uh, people blood money, that the players were taking blood money? The Human Rights Challenge Saudis did this by offering these players quite a bit of money. A lot of money. Blood money? Sure, maybe. A lot of it. Sure, maybe. Well, it was so sure that you said that, that a letter from Larry Clayman, who represents Patrick Reed, one of the golfers who you said took blood money, is demanding an on-air apology from you and Bob Costas, who was with you on that show, for a highly defamatory piece. And if not, Clayman, the attorney, says his group reserves the right to sue Tapper, Costas, and CNN for $450 million plus dollars. So he did leave that out, didn't he? Because I didn't hear him mention it. You know what else he left out? CNN agreeing to pay $76 million in back pay to state allegations that it violated federal labor law. It replaced hundreds of union broadcast technicians in violation of labor laws. $76 million they're paying. I think he left out the settlement that CNN agreed to with Nicholas Sandman the young Kentucky teenager, when they slandered him and he sued them for $275 million. They've agreed to settle that. Donald Trump is currently suing CNN for $475 million in defamation charges and impunitive damages. Maybe he forgot that Richard Jewell, accused by CNN and NBC News and other media organizations of being the bomber at the Atlanta Summer Olympics, CNN also settled that lawsuit with Richard Jewell. You might want to clean your own doorstep before you start accusing others, Tapper. But Tapper, being a liberal, is either A, too illiterate to understand that those lawsuits being settled and those current lawsuits hanging over the heads of CNN are exactly what he's talking about, or he's just a liberal and he ignores them on purpose. Either way, he's an embarrassment. He should be off the air. He's disrespectful. He's stupid. He's biased. He's partisan. He's a hack for the Democrat Party. He's all of those things, except honest. 
Lara Logan, take us back to the end of World War II and tell us what happened in Ukraine. If you look at what happened in the wake of the Second World War, remember Putin at the beginning of this said, I am going to cleanse Ukraine of all the Nazis. And then there was a predictable outcry from most of the media saying, oh, how can Putin say that? And, and talk about all the uh, Jews in Ukraine who were murdered during the Second World War. And what everybody left out of that conversation was that many of the Nazis who murdered the Jews in Ukraine were Ukrainian. And they were Ukrainian Nazis. And after the Nazis came into Ukraine, they established the headquarters of the SS in uh, Ukraine itself. And so when you talk about neo-Nazis in Ukraine today, that's not even accurate because these aren't neo-anything. These are the actual descendants of the Nazis of the Second World War. Oopsie. And Lara Logan, who protected those Nazis? And who protected these people? Well, it was the head of the CIA, Alan Dulles, and people within the United States government. At the end of the Second World War, they protected them from the Nuremberg trials, and they brought many of them, as we now know from the declassified documents, Operation Paperclip, the FBI finders documents, many of these Nazis were uh, brought to the United States. Think about this, the bodies of the Jewish people who were murdered in the Holocaust, many of them were not buried. Many of them, they were barely cold. And we had already forgiven the mass murderers responsible. There's something wrong with that. Our government has been corrupt for so long, it's hard to remember when they weren't. We've had periods when they weren't. I'm convinced the government will always be corrupt. That's why you have to keep an eye on them. But our media, supposedly charged with that duty, fails miserably at it. But I suspect that most of us would agree with a good old boy working the hay baling field, throwing the hay onto the back of a truck. He's a little bit older guy, but in tremendous shape while he's doing this physical work. Now, I must warn you ahead of time, if you have young children listening, there are going to be numerous F-bombs dropped in this. But the point is exactly what we believe the good old days were all about. So be ready for F-bombs. If you're offended by that, you might want to turn away. But here's what he says, and I couldn't agree more. How many of you remember the good old days? The good old days when boys were boys and girls were girls and you could tell the difference just by fucking looking. The good old days when school started the morning with the national anthem and the Lord's Prayer. Where there was a boys' bathroom and a girls' bathroom. And there was no such thing as a fucking litter box in the corner. Those were the days when men had core values because we knew it was our inherent duty to stand up for the ladies and the children. That was our fucking duty. That's when men knew what honor and integrity and fucking loyalty fortitude were. Those were the days when if you weren't feeling like you could make it amongst men, you had to try a little fucking harder. You didn't get to go out and join the other fucking team. Crack women's skulls and break all kinds of fucking records. And he knows that they're after the kids as well. But now you're going after the kids. All of this fucking bullshit's got to stop. 
And it's up to the men in this fucking country to take a fucking stand, to grab some fucking balls, and stand up for what's right. Remember what your fucking inherent duty is. And we as men who know who the fuck we are in this world and in this life, we better take a fucking stand because it's our grandkids that are going to fucking suffer if we don't. And I strongly fucking believe that every person in this world has the right to live the life they want. But you do it behind closed fucking doors and you don't get to include the fucking kids in it anymore. I couldn't fucking agree more. <laughs> I'd say he was passionate. But despite the profanity, every single word he spoke is true. Those were the values and the morals that we were raised with that formed this country for over 200 plus years. It's just in the last few years that a group of psychopaths in the distinct minority has been able to overcome all we have done to build this great country that we once had. How did we allow that? That's the question everybody should be asking. Instead of running for your safe spaces, because that guy said fuck, why don't you wake up and grow up? Why don't you say enough's enough? Do whatever it is you can do in your small little way, whatever it is. doesn't matter how small you think it is. It counts. Whether it's go to a school board meeting, make your voice heard. Let these liberals know that they're unwanted. Whatever you can do. Most importantly, vote against them. Wake up, women. Wake up, black community. Wake the F up. Because if you don't, it's your grandkids. My grandkids. They didn't do anything wrong. They didn't ask to be born. I know that the liberals tried to kill most of them off before they were born. Certainly in the black community. It's sickening, really. And every now and then a guy like him comes along and just crystallizes everything we believe. Everything we know. And speaks truth. Truth is a great bother to people that lie. Most people in this country are afraid of the truth. There isn't any question about that. That is for certain. Well, here's some more truth. If you get a headache looking for a new car, SUV, truck, any kind of vehicle, you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to go tomorrow on your day off Saturday, go dealership to dealership looking for a new car, looking for a new truck, a new SUV. You can call or text stl-cars.com. Had a listener call me or text me the other day and ask me, hey, what about this? 314-309-3633. 314-309-3633. Ask for Don. Tell him we sent you. I purchased three vehicles from him. My son just purchased one. It was delivered to him from Alabama. Here's what you do. You go on that website. You look at all the thousands of cars and SUVs and trucks and pick the one you want. Now, if you don't find the one you want, call or text that number. And tell them the one you want. Describe it exactly. Hey, I looked at all your inventory. I'm just a little bit off of one of them. Here's what I want on it. Can you find it for me? 
Tell them the price you want to pay. They'll go find the car. You pick it up and drive away. Or they'll bring it to you. They have a VIP concierge maintenance service also available. But they're your personal concierge for car buying, for service, for collision. STL-cars.com. It's that easy. They have a network of dealer inventory around the country that they can go find whatever it is you want. Tell them the price you want to pay. Call them or text them, 314-309-3633. Make sure you ask for Don when you do it, and they will help you out. All right, we're going to take a break. Remember, taking Monday through Thursday off next week. I don't want that to surprise anybody. Monday through Thursday next week, I won't be here. But at least we've got the button fixed, and all you have to do is click to listen now, and you can click to listen to a podcast of the past, and then we'll be back on the air next Friday after today. But we're coming back after this break.
welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Friday, this Friday, right here in the Window World King's Court. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746, 636-538-0746. Apparently, uh, Walmart is going to go go ahead and close uh, some of the Walmarts over on the east side, Cahokia Heights, Illinois. The Cahokia Heights Mayor, Curtis McCall Sr., uh, said that Walmart is closing stores in black neighborhoods, just like they are doing in Chicago, victimizing blacks again. I'm wondering if the mayor thought for just a moment that these Walmarts are located in predominantly black neighborhoods and that they're experiencing an inordinate amount of crime, violent and otherwise, and that's why they're closing their stores. Does he think for one moment that Walmart, the epitome, the absolute epitome of a free marketing system, a capitalist system, would close a store in any neighborhood if they felt like they could make money. Is that possible? Do you think it's that the people aren't feeling safe going in and out of those Walmarts in those locales, that there's not enough police protection thanks to people like you, Curtis McCall Sr.? Is that possible? I'm pretty sure it is. But I can I can tell you this for certain, and it's not just possible. Walmart closes nothing that makes a profit. Nothing. Now, how do you not make a profit with a Walmart store in a neighborhood? You have theft. You have people being afraid to come in and shop. That's how. There is no other way. Walmarts are like fast food joints, especially in the old days of McDonald's when they first opened. They don't close. They're successful all the time. Except up in North County, here in the St. Louis area, guess what? At least one McDonald's is telling the school kids, school-age kids, stay out. Here's a sign they place in the window. Due to the disrespect of the school kids, they will not be allowed inside of this restaurant. Please do not come inside or even stand on the property. Thanks in advance, management. That doesn't happen at my Taco Bell locations because I feel safe going to every one of them. But that's what one McDonald's joint, the management, had to do. Felt they had to do it. Because as we've seen in downtown Chicago, these teenage thugs now have decided to join the thug gangs, and they're going to overrun everything. There is zero respect for property, zero respect for human life. But good old Mayor Johnson up there in Chicago, don't blame the kids for it. It's not their fault. Don't demonize the kids, he says. What an ass. I mean, really. He is literally complete ass. As are the people at Washington University who have invited Anthony Fauci to come and speak at their commencement exercise. Is that incredible? By the way, we've told you all along how, and our phone lines are open, 636-538-0746. We've told you all along about how corrupt these prosecutions are of the political prisoners held in Washington, D.C. over the January 6th insurrection. It turns out now that Department of Justice lawyers improperly brought new pieces of evidence during a cross-examination at trial without giving the defense enough time to review them. That's an allegation in court in Washington 
right now. This is the one of the suits uh, uh, with the former Proud Boys members. These attorneys that work for the government, that work for liberal firms, do not care about the law. They do not care about legal procedure. They don't care about ethics. They don't care about morals. They don't care. So when you hear somebody like Janet Yellen saying, if the Chinese will play by the international rules, they'll be great for the United States and great for the world. You want to smack her silly. What the hell's wrong with that woman? And I don't mean physically smack her before the liberals go up in arms. But knock some sense into her. Now we know that she's lying intentionally. She's simply parroting the regime. But that's what they do. Remember, that's what liberals do. They parrot the regime, and the regime is Russian-esque, Stalinist. Imagine saying those words about China. What were, what were Trump's words about China? The China virus. China will not hold a $500 billion advantage in trade deals with us anymore. That ended with Trump. Trump put strong tariffs on the Chinese. But what do we do? We dispatch Janet Yellen to kiss their ass. It's hard to imagine a country falling apart like this one. It's hard to imagine, but that's what's happening. It's sickening, really. But it is. We've got Joe Manchin just ripping uh, Biden, by the way, every single day. He's Manchin's trailing in his West Virginia Senate re-election bid, so I guess he's figured the... The, the safest way in a predominantly, overwhelmingly red state to win re-election as a Democrat is to go against Biden. But he's already made too many mistakes in supporting Biden. He now says the Department of Education broke the law when they altered the definitions in the Inflation Reduction Act that Manchin voted for. Bill Cassidy of Louisiana asked the secretary why the Department of um Energy, I said education tonight, energy, recommended that the Treasury Department define words by the bipartisan infrastructure law when considering application for tax credits. Jennifer Granholm responded that the Department of Energy did not want to redo what Congress had just passed and just made up definitions to get tax credits. Pretty interesting. Manchin then got his turn and said, Madam Secretary, forget about the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Just forget about it because this is what we passed. This is the bill. And he began getting angry. He said, this is what you broke the law by advising, referring back to the bipartisan infrastructure bill. This is the IRA we passed. It tells you exactly what your manufacturing credits will be and what they're going to be based on. Follow the law. That's all I'm saying. Then they began yelling at each other. (laughs) This is the government we have today. It's embarrassing, but you can't shame them. You can't shame them. The liberals have gotten so bad now that Andrew Cuomo is writing op-eds 
ripping their defund the police and tax the rich schemes. He wrote, fear of crime has become a major issue in our larger urban areas, Chicago, New York, L.A., San Francisco. Now, remember, he was the governor of New York and did nothing about it. He says, current political forces are slow to recognize or resolve these issues, and they compound the problem. Defund the police and tax the rich political movements. Suggest to the local citizens the government is out of touch. You were that local government, you moron. You did those things. If you prefaced your comments by saying, as a liberal governor of New York who oversaw this rise in crime, I apologize for my inaction and for my inability to see what was going on. And so having said that, here's what I think should be done. Then you would respect a little bit more of his opinion. But he's criticizing these other states for their high crime rates, which he should do while ignoring that he did the exact same thing. Not to mention getting chased from office for sexual issues. I mean, it's incredible how hypocritical liberals are. Again, you can't shame them. You can't shame liars, criminals. How do you shame a criminal? How do you shame a liar? How do you shame someone who supports men playing women's sports? That bill passed by the House Republicans, and our phone lines are open, by the way, if you want to discuss it, 636-538-0746. That bill should have been a, a harbinger for women to get together and say, enough is enough. We will never vote for these Democrats again. It won't, but it should. Where are the leaders of the women? Where? Kevin's up. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good, Kevin. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Hope you're having a blessed day. I am going to take a few days off next week. I'll be back on the air Friday, though, and then I won't be off for a long time. Well, I found my solution for when you're off. When you're off. Um, I know the podcast is always there, but if you want to listen live, my solution is there's nothing else live from 7 to 10 a.m. worth listening to. No, there's not. Other than you? Uh so I record Tucker and Gutfeld the night before. So if I know you're off, I don't watch them. I just watch them from 7 to 9 the next morning to fill good, my void. Good idea. That's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> so we miss you when you're gone. We appreciate it. Uh know you had some issues when you moved. And, and uh, I, I know you won't tell us where you moved, but how's Florida? <laughs> nope, not in Florida. Not in Florida. <laughs> Texas. Okay. <laughs> But uh, if if I were going to go anywhere, it would be somewhere up in the mountains, more than likely. I'm a mountain guy. Uh, but I, but unfortunately, I thought maybe Texas. Unfor- no, Tex- I've been to Texas. I've lived in Texas. It's too damn hot, too many bugs, too many crickets that are yeah. prehistoric sized. I love the people of Texas. I just don't like Texas. I got you. I got you. Well, hey, I'm calling in because of what you touched on earlier uh, in the show about, about some of these people that are um, – that, that they just don't get it. And, and, and here's my deduction. You got the minority side that's gone woke, but we've got the majority side that has gone complacent. Does that make sense? Sure it does. Well, actually, I don't know if, we've, if, the, if the Republicans have gone complacent or the conservatives. I think they always have been. They just take things And, and I think it's the majority of people like us out there. There's a lot of people like you and me and 
Steve and Cleo and Dave and people that call in, you know, and, and I'm forgetting some names, uh, pardon me, some of the listeners, but but there's too many people complacent. I see it every day. I'm in the business community. I deal with the public a lot. And, and people are just, they're complacent. They're just going day to day and they go, oh, gas went up another 10 cents. Okay. Well, what are you going to do about it? You know? Right. And I hear these people complaining. I'm like, you're complacent. So here's, here's what I'm looking at. Back in history, how many times did society get complacent and some minority person or whatever rose up and suddenly got all this power and the people went, how did that happen? So does Mussolini ring a bell? Does Hitler ring a bell? Does World War One ring a bell? <laughs> you know, yeah. even the Revolutionary War from England, does that ring a bell? How, how complacent do you have to get before you're going to do something? Well, it is true. Complacency has led to all of those dictators rising to power, and complacency in this country has led to these dictators, uh, the Democrat, otherwise known as Democrats, rising to power. And it's all complacency, and it's it's all a matter of look. Uh, somehow or another. Just voting isn't going to be enough anymore because we have to police the elections. We never thought we would have to do that, but we have to. So we must volunteer on Election Day. We have to campaign and, and, and lobby our Congress people to pass a law, once you're in power, pass a law outlawing voting by mail. That needs to be outlawed. If you can't, and, and get, if you exactly can't get to your polling place and you, and you can't vote absentee, which is the easiest way to do it, then you just don't vote. I'm sorry. Anybody can cast an absentee ballot. You just have to prove who you are. And if, if you're not willing to do that, then you don't get to vote. It's really that simple, and that's what has to happen. I mean, look in some even third-world-type countries. When they vote, they put indelible ink on the people's fingers. You know, that that's a show that they voted. They can't go vote again. You know, they can't mail something. It, it's just complacency. And when the Democrats figured out that mail-in voting could be compromised, because they used to complain about it. They used to complain about absentee voting. Now when they figured out that they could actually use it to their advantage, oh, they love it. Of course they love and that, it. They know and how to, that's they know what's, how to that's use what's it to happened. They use it to cheat, and anything they can cheat with, they love. Exactly. And that's where the Republican side has been complacent. Oh, okay, we'll let you mail it in. Okay, well, no, rise up, fight against it. There's, you know, there's just not enough fight in people until – it's too late, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, you know, it's just it, everything that's going on here. Everybody's just complacent. Oh well, they're never gonna, they're never gonna, uh, you know, arrest Joe Biden or any of these other guys. They're never gonna. Well, why not? Because you're complacent. Well, we've got to you know? see. We've got to get Republicans in a position of power to see what they'll do. But that should be one of the first things they do: outlaw mail-in balloting. Any ballot yeah, cast without proof of who you are will be discarded. But I'll end it with this. What's it going to take? You know, when are people finally going to say enough's enough? What's it going to take? And I'm worried about what that is. Well, for most people, what it's going to take is the disaster. They'll lose the country before they'll act. That's how mm -hmm. most people operate. Mm -hmm. Well, look at look at on J6, okay? Who had the guns on J6? The Capitol Police. There was no other guns on anybody on there. That's what happens when you take when you have people with no guns versus people with the guns and what happened there, you know, insurrection. Well, wait a minute. How's it an insurrection? But the other thing is who had the gun that shot Ashley Babbitt, a Capitol police officer, who was he protecting? One of the elites standing behind him who was probably yelling, shoot, 
and his name was Schumer. Because Schumer was right next to him when that happened, if anybody recalls. Well, it was clear murder. It was cold-blooded murder. It was cold-blooded murder of an unarmed veteran, female, Mm -hmm. and yet once the liberals decided to allow him to get off, no one complained except us. I don't recall anybody else complaining, but we did. And, and folks, take a lesson from history. If you don't have a gun, and they have a gun, and they shoot, what's going to happen? Think about it from history. All those people didn't have guns, and they got shot. They were, But they were called insurrectionists, but the other people weren't called dictators. It's incredible stuff. You know, Good stuff, Kevin. We appreciate it. Hey, have a blessed day, sir. Enjoy your time off. I, I'm going to fill the void as best I can and talk to you hopefully next Friday. Next Friday we'll be back. Thank you. God bless you, brother. You bet. Bye-bye. Well, it is a, a, a real example of apathy that goes on in this country is, is the reason why we're where we are. People like liberals, these psychopaths, could not rise to power if it weren't for the apathy of everybody else. There's not enough of them. And that's the problem. They rose to apathy because they or they rose to power because we allowed them to by fixing elections, by changing the laws illegally in states for elections. And it was allowed to happen. There was no outrage. I don't care who you are. You know, if I, I sit here and I vote conservative. If the conservative majority of my state broke laws to change election laws, I would be screaming about it. You don't get to break laws just because so-and-so supports you. I wouldn't support that. Who would? Liberals would. They support it. They support all the illegalities that have gone on in these elections. Now, they can sit there and say, well, yeah, there wasn't enough of a difference. Well, how do you know? The numbers I've seen say it was an overwhelming difference, but you don't know, that's for sure, because you don't know how many were cast illegally. You don't know how many were affected by the illegal law changes in these states. You'll never know. But I don't want to have a conversation with someone who thinks these elections were legitimate because that's a waste of my time. I might as well bang my head against the wall. It'll be a little bit more to to talk about it, family reunions. Kevin, why were you banging your head against the wall? Imagine this. Go to the family reunion. Hey, what do you want to talk about? Well, how about banging my head against the wall? What? Well, do you want to talk about that or do you want to talk about my conversation with a liberal? See, I think it's more entertaining to talk about banging your head against the wall. You might get a headache. But just imagine the headache you'll get talking to a liberal. It's pretty equal. Maybe worse. Certainly a bigger waste of time. I can be done with my banging in about two seconds. Liberal will drone on and on. It's unbelievable, isn't it? The answer is yes. So it's time to rise up. Women, you've been you've received your calling card. Yesterday in Congress, when the House overwhelmingly passed the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act, with all 219 Republicans supporting it, all 203 Democrats against it. The the liberals are showing their colors. They're pointing at the women and saying, go F yourselves. We don't care. We don't care if you know that we're anti-female. We don't care. You'll still vote for us. Are you that stupid? Are the women that stupid? Are you that pathetic that you'll allow people to talk to you that way? 
because that's what they're saying to you. There is no other statement that can come out of that. They think women are dogs. Be seen and not heard. Go back to the Stone Age. Where are the suffragettes? Remember the suffragettes, all the liberal congresswomen wearing white to the State of the Union address when Donald Trump was speaking? Where are you today, you cowards? Why aren't you all banding together wearing your white outfits on the Capitol steps and saying, what's going on here? We can't let men take over women's sports. But the liberals are in lockstep with that idea. They're cool with it. In fact, they voted for it. Think about that over the weekend. And we'll be back fighting the good fight a week from today. We'll be taking a few days off. But a week from today, we're back fighting the good fight for you only right here in the Window World Kings Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Remember, the podcasts are available at Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, right here on our website. Any place you listen to podcasts, you can find them. Our little click listen live button is fixed. All you have to do is click it and you get everything. And we'll be back and see you next Friday right here in the only place you can hear this show live. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Have a great weekend.